Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. Well, hey, this is the Ministry to Parents podcast, the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. I'm Jeremy Lee. And I'm Elizabeth Lee. Thank you so much for joining in. We're kicking off a new series today called Time to Heal and Surviving a Busy Season in Ministry. And this is episode 37. It's a four-part podcast series. And we are so excited to be able to talk about this topic because we are fresh in real time. We are fresh off the hills of the global pandemic, uh, vaccines are rolling out, restrictions are lifting, and uh, there seems to be hope. Yeah, it's probably better right now at this point to say hope versus it's done, it's not done. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, but in the States anyway. We are yeah. all kind of in um, the post-traumatic part of this deal, and it has been traumatic. Um, mm-hmm. For a lot of people, incredibly traumatic. They've mm-hmm. lost loved ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, they maybe dealt with it themselves. Maybe they did. There wasn't death, but there was horrible journey of sickness through the hospital, mm-hmm. and then just fear, and then the loss of um, you know jobs, the loss of businesses. I have friends who who had to close the doors of their business. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, um, and w- we haven't even begun talking about children and teenagers who, in essence, were just stuck in their room for a year. Right, and the effects that will come from it. Uh, this loss, has been heavy. Like we're going <laughs> the loss of yeah uh, yeah the loss of learning. School systems are saying that mm-hmm. kids have uh, now a learning gap mm-hmm. because they didn't have a, a full blown school year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stress of uh, everybody just it was ramped up the stress and the uh and yeah the trauma mm-hmm. was was almost universal mm-hmm. uh can't really think of a time uh where the whole globe mm-hmm. not just even a country but mm-hmm. the whole globe together suffered mm-hmm. for over a year and and in essence are still suffering we're not mm-hmm. 100% done mm-hmm. we just have some hope mm-hmm. So as we recover, as we work through that, uh, we got a lot of stuff to unpack personally. Mm-hmm. And then in our ministries, we have to unpack a lot. Because we have walked through it as ministry leaders, but our people have walked through it. And and that's the thing. When we are called to ministry, we're called to care for these people. We're not responsible for them, but we're called to care for them and nurture them and, and follow the shepherd as he does it uh, in that calling. And so it's it's... What's next, right? What's next is now time to heal. And we're going to be watching our people go through um, the effects of what happens after trauma. Because when you're in trauma, you're, the amygdala gets triggered with that front part of that, I mean, the um, part of the brain that does fight, flight, or freeze. And so it's survival. It's, uh, I need to get toilet paper and I need to get Clorox wipes and I need to survive. And, when the dust settles and when the trauma seems to be slowly uh, receding, then the uh, it's almost like a fireworks of emotional explosion begin to occur. Uh, and the good the good news about being a mm-hmm. church leader mm-hmm. is stressful times is uh, nothing new to us <laughs> for the most part. We kind of live in our own stress. Not a, church leaders in general don't make a ton of money. I don't mean to be, you know, may, maybe some of y'all are banking out there, but for most of the folks, there's not a lot of money, so they have money issues. 
um, almost always there's some kind of family struggle because there, when you're going to serve God and help others, that means God's enemy is coming after you. In some level, there's mm-hmm. a. We, remember, we were always told there's a bullseye on your mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. You, it's a spiritual war, mm-hmm. and so you're dealing with that. Uh, and then just in general, entering other people's mess, mm-hmm. there's a residue that lives in you. So. As church leaders, stress, trauma, these are things that we have dealt with before. So I say this to say, if you catch this podcast and you're like, why are they talking about COVID? Because this is like a year later. Just recognize no matter what, I don't know what's coming next. I just know something is coming because I've been promised that this world is broken and Mm -hmm. it's in the process of being redeemed, but it is not yet redeemed. So because Mm of that, Mm -hmm. pain, trauma, stress especially for church leaders, is something we have to navigate. So we wanted to just kind of spend some time talking about what it looks like to recognize and understand how you're doing in the midst of all that stress and trauma Mm -hmm. because um, we've actually been shown some really cool ways to kind of diagnose yourself a little bit and figure out, is something wrong? Mm -hmm. And when you're in those – when you're busy and you're going, 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 because when you're in trauma, you're busy and you're surviving. And then when that busyness ends, it's it's almost like, OK, I'm now sitting here having a cup of coffee and I'm not running around like a chicken with my head cut off. What now? And so what are some next steps that we can take to, um, I guess, kind of like a gas gauge? We can kind of see what what do we have left in the tank? Yeah. And, you know, I want to refer to my friend Nick Mobley, who's one of our writers, a family minister, just a great guy, who um, went through his own season of burnout. Um, man, I, I'll, I won't tell you all the details of his story, but he went through conflict in his church, disappointment and struggle with that, major tragedy upon major tragedy among the kids in his group. I mean, over and over and uh, it just really started to wear down on him, and he went through a season of burnout. But I remember when we were talking to him, we've got some great material in our blog about this, but uh, I remember when we were talking to him about it. He, I asked the question, I said, how did you know? Because as church leaders, we're stressed all the time. How can we tell? I mean, if stress is an indicator of burnout, then we're all burned out. So how how do we know what to do? And his statement is the thing that I want to just kind of stick in your crawl today if you're listening to this. This is what I want you to hear. He said, uh, it wasn't the fact that I was stressed or busy because seasons of stress and busyness happen in ministry all the time. He said, what, what showed me that something was wrong is that when I was able to rest, I wasn't able to recover. Uh, and I want to say that one more time. When I was able to rest, I wasn't able to recover. Uh, so we want to pay attention to recovery. That's how we know as we're coming out of this season, are we able to take a season of rest and does that help us recover? If we don't feel recovered, if the energy doesn't come back, if things don't look better, if we don't feel a difference in our spirit, then we know something might be going on. And I know that feeling because I've been there um, at seasons of my life where the seasons were so busy. Uh, I think about when I took a position um, as a youth minister uh, a long time ago, um, uh, at least what, 16, 16, 17 years ago. And I wanted so bad to make sure 
that I did a good job, that when I first took that position, I was working way more than 40 hours. And I also, when I was home, my mind, I wasn't present. My mind wasn't home. My mind was at the office. And so I, because I wanted to, uh, just do a really good job. And so I would work and work and work. And I remember thinking when I finally felt somewhat settled, it was almost a year later. It, it was like I didn't I had no idea how to rest or recover because I had given almost a year of my life and my emotional and mental energy because I wasn't trusting. I wasn't in my faith really trusting God's word and trusting his journey. I wanted to take control and do it myself and make sure I didn't fail. And it became a, uh, a tension point there. And it was, so I, I wish I had known then what I know now, which I love that Nick had shared, which is, um, uh, can you recover when you're resting? Yeah. And recovery, if I were listening to this podcast, I'd be saying, well, well guys, what does recovery look like? Mm-hmm. Does that mean, I take a long nap and I feel fresh Uh, um, (laughs) or journal. (laughs) And I, and I like what you said. One factor of recovery is I'm able to feel present, which means my mind's not wandering to other things. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm noticing what's happening around me. Um, I'm able to feel present. Well, when that's happening, that means my mind's not searching and looking to cope. Mm -hmm. Um, And that would be the next thing I think um, is, am I seeking to cope? Um, we all have our different coping mechanisms. Uh, some of them are socially acceptable, like food and uh, and things like that. And then some of them are uh, crossover into uh, the the you know addictions addictions mm-hmm. of all kinds. And we can list those. But you guys have you help people with those every day. But if you yourself are finding the desire, to say I just want to cope. I just need to make this feel better, or you're not able to feel present. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, those those type of things those are a, a signal your heart and soul is telling you uh we need something we need help we're mm-hmm. we're we're struggling and mm-hmm. um and so that is not recovered when you're still mm-hmm. feeling so you take a period of rest and then you're still feeling that way that means okay i can now see that i um have not recovered mm-hmm. i need help i'm taking my days off and i still am drawn to that email refresh refresh <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, and uh, and so this reminds me of uh, before I was diagnosed with cancer. You you know this mm-hmm. for a year and a half I had cancer before I knew I had it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what was happening was I would feel it started by not being able to sleep, um, and then I would I just had this horrible cough, and I just felt horrible all the time. But I kept saying to myself, you know what? The body heals itself. It'll get better. I'll get better. Um, And I just kept waiting to get better, and I kept waiting and waiting, and I was very patient. (laughs) Or I think think stubborn would have been the word. (laughs) And I kept hoping that it would go away. And I learned something. You can't uh, hope cancer away. You can't Mm -hmm. just hope it goes away. And um, and I would would say – Emotionally, um, burnout is very similar. So if you're saying to yourself, well, okay, well, I can't recover, but you know what? It'll be fine. I'll be fine eventually. Um, Nick taught us that um, what he learned from the professionals he went and sought help from is that, no, you actually won't. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you stop uh, and seek help, mm-hmm. you, you, can't out, you can't wait this out. You can't just hope it goes away. you got to do something. 
Mm-hmm. It's not just going to flip on like a switch and magically appear. So it's like, okay, action steps. So what are some action steps to take? Yeah, and I wish I had uh, something easier because, you know, uh, and something that you could do by yourself because I know a lot of us, especially if you're a dude like me, you just want to fix things on your own and not have to go ask other people for help Mm -hmm. or admit weakness or expose vulnerability. Well, and I don't know that it's a dude thing. I think I, I can be that way. Like a lot of people, especially if you're a private person, I think sometimes when ministry... Uh, for me, it was more about uh, everybody knew me, but nobody really knew me, right? Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, I was a fiercely private person, especially because sometimes it's like they view the ministry leader in one way, but all of us know as ministry, church leaders, we know how broken and flawed we are, but we also don't know that, well, they extend to the grace and mercy, right? Yeah. And so it forces us to be fiercely private, and so, therefore, we can withdraw and not want to go outside, you know, for this, the steps you're about to mention. But. Sure. And, you know, step one, I would say this. Um, I would not put up a public Facebook post out there that says, <laughs> hey, world, I think I'm burned out. Truth. <laughs> um, this is one of the things I don't enjoy about church leadership, though, because you have to manage the the public and the private in such a weird yeah. – it's such mm-hmm. a weird tension that I don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the it, the reality is here. So maybe not a public Facebook post, uh, but then maybe make a list. Um, I've talked about this before of Team Jeremy. Um, who are, who are two or three friends mm-hmm. and maybe even counselors, uh, mentors – that I think are safe, that I could tell them this and they won't um, spread it around town or use it against me. They'll just seek to help me. There there won't be judgment, mm-hmm. but there'll just be a heart that says, okay, let's pray and let's start getting into this. Who are those people? Mm-hmm. And if they don't exist, that's okay. We'll walk you through that. But if you have those friends, stage one is to just kind of meet with them and admit it out loud to somebody that you trust. And to be able to say, look, I don't know what's going on, but when I heard this dumb podcast over here and these people started telling me that I can't recover and I started realizing I'm not recovering and I guess that means I might be burning out out and I just need somebody to talk it out with and – and, you know, you can take stages. You don't just have to run to the therapist's mm-hmm, office. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be intense. But I will say this. Um, also, though, a lot of us, unfortunately, don't – when you go to write the names, like on Team Jeremy, mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of names at first. I had to go really seek that out. And you might go, well, you know what? I don't really have a name at all to put mm-hmm. down there that I can trust, that I feel is safe and that is why uh, therapists are a great option. So you know what? Save up some money and head on over. Because <laughs> they go. legally can't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, and and just go and just go find somebody and say, "Listen, I'm just trying to figure out is this an issue, and and to what severity is it, and how can I get help?" Mm-hmm. So much easier to get help early than to let it wait and and just wear away. Um, And if you don't have uh, that person in your life, it is one of the things you can begin to do is intentionally pray, look, and ask. So uh, when you're in ministry circles, like let's say you're going to, uh, I know so many churches uh, do maybe an expense budget where you can go to a conference for the year, whether it be children's conference or a youth ministry conference. 
intentionally go looking to make connections with other church leaders because this trusted person doesn't have to live in your hometown. They could be the church leader from Kansas or a youth minister from New York. Um, but look f- to make new friends with that intentional purpose of going, you know what? I don't have that person, but this year when I go to that conference, I'm going to try and make a few connections, swap some numbers, some emails and build relationship over time with purpose so that you can one day have that trusted person person to talk it out. And there are uh, many established organizations that are set up, nonprofits that are set up to help church leaders deal through emotional issues without having to have a huge fee or charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're, and if you need help finding one of those, I know one of them that we, we're, mm-hmm. we're uh, proud supporters yeah, of. Stepping Stones. Oh, you, good. You know, she's Googling it. I'll talk while you Google. I'll Google the website. Because I was going to suggest that they email me, but you're going to save me trouble by so we can say it right here. Well, and, too, if you want to, uh, I'm going to put in the show notes the link to Nick's interview with oh, his good. story. And I'll also put in the link for uh, the podcast when we talk about the team, Team mm. Jeremy, Team Elizabeth. But this Stepping Stones thing is it's it's staffed by former ministers who've gone through their own seasons of struggle, and now they come back to help. So you got to think this is beautiful because there's already built in no judgment, um, and they're uh, I think they're, they're I know they're supported by uh, donations. So that means. You can get a listening ear, somebody you can trust without um, having to uh, put out a whole lot of cash. So this is good. We'll put that link in the show notes. Make sure to look for that. It's called Standing Stone. Standing, not stepping. Yeah. You're standing, not stepping. And the website is standingstoneministry.org. Standingstoneministry.org. There you go. So there's one. And that's just an example of one. That's not the only one out there. Mm Mm-hmm. And these people, uh, that's their whole goal is to help support church leaders. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of support type uh, things out there that you can reach out to. Mm-hmm. That'll be a lot. That'll be a place where you can get some help. And that's what we're needing to say is it's not just COVID. It's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you're going to make it the long haul, you've got to pay attention to your recovery. Can you recover from stressful and busy seasons? And sometimes those stressful and busy seasons look like you've taken a new position. But sometimes it looks like you've covered for a staff position and you've literally you've been the children's minister, but they have you doing the youth minister stuff or vice versa. It also might be you, your pastor left and now there's a new pastor and there's church tension. It could be that there's been a church split. Trauma doesn't always necessarily look like COVID and global pandemics. Sometimes trauma can be in the smallest ways, but they're actually quite big. Yeah, and I I know that was an early struggle for me because trauma feels so intense. And so it was hard for me to use that word to describe what I'd been through. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, what I was told by somebody I trust is that uh, trauma is not um, is it it, all it all it means is the definition you gave it earlier, which is that my brain was triggered into a place where I felt like I needed to survive. And Mm -hmm. it went to a whole place where there is a there is a recovery process to that but when Mm -hmm. our brains go there Mm -hmm. when we feel so threatened by a situation or something where we feel like we need to survive it and we get put in survival mode for an extended period of time what that means is we need to recover Mm -hmm. our minds and hearts need to recover and one of the things that could occur is that if you are in a 
ministry situation that may be emotionally unhealthy, then there's a chance that you will have to figure out how to balance um, how to be in survival mode because if you think every day I go into work, I really don't want to lose my job and I, I work for someone where I, they, I don't know if I will lose my job today. Well, that means there's a chance that survival mode is going to be there pretty present for for a while so it will require a navigation almost ninja type where it's like okay i've got to figure out how to recover when i'm not in the office and maybe that means your weekends become extremely sacred it might mean that you use your weekends to look for another place to go work Mm -hmm. because you can't sustain that long term but uh you begin to go okay what do i need to do to recover and when i can't as is jeremy you mentioned earlier you doesn't have to be intense but you you can begin to look for the mentor. You begin to look for a trusted friend. But one of the questions I have for you, Jeremy, is that, okay, I want to recover. So what are some good, if it's a weekend, I want to, I've been through this busy season or I've been in survival mode and I want to recover. What are some, some practical ways that we could do to recover? Yeah. Well, first of all, like we've said, you're going to reach out. You, you can't, you got to, and when I say stop, what I mean is exactly what you said. Uh, honor your day off if you get one. Honor your weekends mm-hmm. and stop. That's a good one. Um, the second is reach out and expose yourself to vulnerability, whether it be standing stone ministry, a friend or a mentor, or go go to a therapist that you trust. Find some place that you can reach out. Um, but then I'm going to throw it back to you because I think another thing you can do, um, and I remember when we were going through a real traumatic time, a friend said to us, right now all that's going to play in your mind is lies, and you need to do everything you can to put truth in. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously uh, worship, prayer, scripture, the the foundational things. But in addition to that, uh, reading great books that will take you to – that are on this topic um, – would be helpful as well to just fill your mind with helpful, positive truth Mm -hmm. from God that you can use to move forward. Mm -hmm. And you can find ways. um, Maybe it's a way to be fed spiritually. That isn't through, uh, your pastor, although you can enjoy, you might enjoy listening to your pastor, but when your pastor is your boss, sometimes that can be tricky and it's this wonderfully awkward tension that we sit in. And so sometimes uh, that may make it more difficult to really hear what God is speaking. And so it's creating a supplemental place where you are being spiritually fed, whether that be a podcast. And, and so um, I guess to clarify what Jeremy and I are saying is when you've been in a burst of a busy season, whether that be intense, like a global pandemic or something that you've just taken a new position or you're covering another position, when you spend uh, your off days working to recover ways that you can do that are honoring your off days, finding hobbies, using your hands, um, finding ways to be spiritually fed. When you do those things, do you recover? And if you don't recover, then that's an indicator of burnout, which then leads to, okay, I'm not recovering like I thought. So I need to go get help. And that's when you begin to look for that trusted friend or mentor or someone to be able to talk it out with. Yeah, it it comes down to this. The church leaders that I know that have lasted 20, 30, 40 years in their ministry journey, it is because they understood at some point they learned 
that they had to include themselves in their ministry. Because mm-hmm. there are times and seasons when we have to minister to ourselves. And when you are not able to recover, that's all we're saying is now you got to say, okay, yes, I'll minister to other people, but I'm going to take a day or mm-hmm. some time mm-hmm. every week to mm-hmm. minister to myself mm-hmm. and go get help so that I'm free to minister to others for the long haul. And that's not selfish. That's not selfish. That's called self-care. And we... The mark of a of a healthy leader is how well they lead themselves. And so we can't uh, lead others well until we're leading ourselves well. And all of us go through seasons. That is part of the part of the deal as in just being a human being is we go through seasons that are busy. And when those busy seasons occur, we're we're kind to ourselves because when they when it's over, it's like, okay. I need to recover. It's no different than the workouts. After you go do a post-workout, you've got to recover. Mm-hmm. You don't just work out, work out, work out, work out physically. That's not how that rolls. You have to take time to recover, and that's how the body gets stronger. Yep. Look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. It's not either or, both and. Mm-hmm. We understand that what we've said today is nothing brand new, Mm -hmm. and we also understand that most of you know it, Uh, but we're hoping today that uh, today was the day that God uses this to remind you and to spark something in your heart of, hey, Mm -hmm. we need to pay attention to this one. Mm -hmm. All right. We love uh, helping and partnering with churches and help them connect to parents. Um, that's what we do at ministrytoparents.com. If you would like to experience what we have to offer, we've created that for you, uh, for free ministrytoparents.com forward slash free. If you go there, you can grab a couple of parent videos and some resources, share that with your parents and then let them check it out and see how, if they like it. And if they do like it, maybe we can talk more about partnering together, but mm-hmm. hopefully you'll go check that out and see what, how we can help your church. Thank you so much for joining uh, with us today. Uh, Jeremy and I, we just find it it's a privilege to be able to partner with you in ministry. And uh, no matter where you are, although we may not know you personally, um, it's a it's a it's a calling and a passion on our heart uh, to minister to the ministry leaders. And we are in your corner. So thanks so much for joining in today and for this series. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. Thanks for joining and we'll see you next episode. You've been listening to the M2P podcast. To download free parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.